thank God for the grace of God. And this house for 56 years has been a house of mercy and grace. A house of mercy and a house of grace. God supernaturally brought Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan across our pathway when we were associate ministers, Joy and I. Dr. Hagan and his wife, the services were not attended, greatly attended. Miracle of miracles, he was there four weeks, morning and evening services. They took Joy and I under their wings. Now, I was sound on everything else in the Word, but really I had not really made a connection, I think, a real connection with, with the faith aspect of God's Word. Because the Word of God is very plain. The just shall live by faith. I like the way Habakkuk says it, the just shall live by his faith. I can't live by your faith, and you can't live by my faith. You can, we can challenge one another, but you, God honors your faith. You remember Jesus saying, I've not seen so great a faith in all of Israel? I mean, Jesus put a, a, a high premium on people's faith in God. And you know, you go back to Abraham, I mean, to launch out on just a word from God. I, I've been feasting on this for the last, oh, two or three or four years. All, Abraham didn't have all these translations. He didn't have the Greek, the Hebrew, you know, uh, a lot of things that people check out and whatever. Abraham had a spoken word from, that he received from God. He believed that word, staked his life on that word, and that's what Joy and I did during those days when it seemed like there was no hope of anything happening or our ministry growing or flourishing or whatever. In fact, I had friends that I'd gone to Bible college with. They said, you, you'll never go anywhere from here. Well, you know, God's the best promoter in the world. He's the best travel agent in the world. God knows where, when, how, and why. He knows all of that. But Dr. Hagen only had two books in print. My brother, my young brother-in-law, who's a business graduate of TCU, a little entrepreneur, went home to be with Jesus early, a drunk driver hit him, unfortunately. But uh, he was working on helping Dr. Hagen get his third book out. And today, I don't know what is it, 200, 300, God only knows how many publications that uh, Dr. Kit, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen has. What a blessing that man was. Just took us under his wing, and, and uh, he held the very first meeting in our post office, held our very first meeting downtown. And I told him when we moved here, I said, there's so many other young ministers that need you. Uh, help Help others as you have helped us. I don't want to be over-demanding on that, but he, he came every year for the longest time in both of those locations. And the real truth of faith, someone said, you believe that faith stuff? Well, you can't get saved without it. 
You can't buy it. You can't barter for it. You can't trade for it. Good works won't get it. You know, really, my heart goes out. I thank God for benevolent people. But you look at hospitals with people's names on them, and that's the only reward they're going to get if they're not born again. That's the only reward they're going to get their brief, prosperous time here on this earth. If they don't know Jesus, every person knows the truth about everything one second after they draw their last breath. One second. Think about that. Everyone, all the yeah, yeah, and all the doctrine, all the, you know, all the craziness of this world system. Someone died here the other day. It was probably as evil as anyone from America could be. Just lived a filthy, filthy, pornographic life. But I thought one second after that man, he had several homes worth millions of dollars, airplanes, you know, all the stuff, the, the big boats and whatever. But he left it all behind if he didn't know Jesus. Or if someone, you never know what happens in those final moments, so I'm not the judge of that, and I always trust the grace of God and put it in God's hands. Faith. But as I was awakened, I mean, it was just like a, someone would hit a big bass drum right in your ear. Your faith is your victory. Don't leave home without it. Amen. And... Uh, you know, really everything in a believer's life, in fact, the Word, the word of God said, this is, this is the victory. You say, well, I don't have the victory. Well, if you, you need to get back, in, get back on your faith. Several times this last year, I've, I've had to get myself by the nap of the neck and say, boy, get back on faith now. Nothing else is going to work here. <laughs> nothing, and in the ministry, nothing else works. There's nothing any more pitiful than a sour preacher or a sour evangelist or a sour missionary. The just shall live by faith. And that works in the business world. Everything in your life is geared to your faith in God. Amen. Your salvation, your faith is your victory. No matter how vile a person has been, amazing grace is a testimony to that. And even today, there are people that have written awesome, anointed songs, but their life was not in order. I, I, I can't explain that. There were, I guess, a given period of time when they really trusted the Lord, but then they, they strayed away from that. But I'm not going to stop singing something that has the anointing of God on it, you'd have to stop singing Amazing Grace. I mean, you, you can't find any, any man that had a sorrier background than the man that was the father of Amazing Grace. They said there's over 200 uh, versions of Amazing Grace. Praise God. Same words, they just have different music. But your, your salvation comes... Uh, through faith in God. You can't give enough. You can't go enough. You can't.
by enough. You can't be benevolent enough. Well, he saved someone's life, so uh, he's bound to be. No, 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 no. Uh, it's all faith. It's all faith. Your salvation comes through faith in God. You know, your baptismal water. Some of you need to, to get busy, and let's get those baptismal waters going up here. We've been a little slow on that. We have been slow, and not on purpose, to be sure. It's, you're not saved through baptismal waters, but it's the answer of a good conscience toward God. And every step of obedience is a step toward the greater blessings of God. Every step of obedience is a step toward the greater uh, blessings of the Lord. You know, your baptism in the Holy Ghost, uh, it comes through faith. You wouldn't believe some of the stories. You know, I'm, remember, I, I'm a full gospel church kid. I, I know the color of all the gum under the altars. <laughs> Mama's praying and I'm peeling gum off the bottom of the altar, you know. Some of it tasted pretty good, you know. <laughs> I didn't know the difference. I was just, just a kid, you know. But, you know, people... People say, well, I, I, they're pounding them on the back. Give up, brother, give up. And I always said, hold on, brother, hold on, brother. Oh, my, my, my. I promised God I'd quit drinking grape juice, or I promised God I'd give up iced tea or even coffee, God forbid, you know. Uh, all kinds of promises if God would just feel. You can't give up enough to receive. You just got to believe. You got to believe. Humble your heart before God and believe His Word. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just amazing how that there's been a real breakthrough in the last few years of many people receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. I remember Brother Duplessis way back when he found favor with uh, Rome for a while and and that was very controversial with a lot of people. But uh, his intro to Catholic people, would you like to experience what Mary, the mother of Jesus, experienced? Well, she had faith in her son, you know. So you get them saved and then say, you know, there's something else Mary was involved in. And that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She was in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Would you like to receive more of what Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, Catholics all all into Mary, you know. Whatever Mary was into, they want to get into it, you understand. <laughs> and, uh, but it, during that era, that charismatic era, isn't it something how that God began to fill people of all denominations, which He has done through the years for anyone that would receive Him. But, you know, in receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's by faith. It's by faith. Well, I know someone that received the baptism, they did this or they did that. It's not doing, it's receiving. It's receiving. It's not doing, it's receiving. And some are quiet with it, some are noisy with it. We got a little noisy around here today. That's okay. Day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost was so noisy that 3,000 people got their attention. Amen. 
is it just all right for sports to be noisy, but it's not not okay to be noisy for Jesus? Oh, my. All right. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost, your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. Hallelujah. I mean, it was just unheard of way back when when I was a kid to think that a person could get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost in one night. It's going to take them two weeks to kind of cure out a little bit and give up this and go here and promise God that and, you know, do something else. But, you know, God's able to save and fill, heal, deliver. Oh, our God is an awesome God. And your, your, your faith is your victory in praise and worship. It's kind of funny on television sometimes you watch. I've, I've watched a lot of Christian television more than I've ever watched in my lifetime. It's kind of hard to stare at four walls all the time when you're supposed to sit in a lazy boy with your leg under three, three pillows behind. But uh, to watch an audience when praise and worship's going on, some people look like they swallowed a, a sour dill pickle or something. I don't know, and, and the person next to them is just weeping and praising God, and their hands are up, and they're in their own world. It's interesting, and, and, and even in a local audience, it's interesting. Hey, when praise and worship is going on, this is not showtime. That girl was not singing a while ago to show off. Our, our praise singers, our, our musicians were not playing or singing uh, to impress you with their great ability. And we have great singers and great musicians. We have some of the finest instruments uh, anywhere in the world. Amen. But it's not just that. It's faith. It's faith. Well, my voice isn't very good. God thinks it is. God thinks your voice is shower quality. Amen. Everybody sounds good in the shower, you know. Praise God. So in praise and worship, you know, why come to church and waste it? Just come on in and, and, and just say, Lord, I'm here. I'm all in the tank. I want to praise and worship you, Lord. I want to give you the glory, the honor, the praise. Time's too short to waste. Time is too short to waste. When you come to church, praise the Lord. And shift gears and worship God. Worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Well, you know, it just goes all the way through. You know, even in your finances, there's some who have been givers and faithful givers and and thank God for you. But mix faith with your giving. Your faith is your victory. Don't just plunk it in the bucket. But mix your faith with your giving. Your tithe, your offering, or your first fruits. Praise be unto the Lord. By the way, I think I, I have mentioned it, but I do want to mention it again. Our dear brother Bob Seymour went home to be with Jesus here just what, 30 days ago, or maybe a little over that period of time. And how many years he came in? 30 years came in to lead us in first fruits during that time. Praise God, he's with Jesus now. 
Amen. But you know, even in death and the grave, death and the grave, You know, it's amazing, back years ago, so many songs were embalmed in unbelief. We try to sing songs that lift the soul. Amen. I, every once in a while, something might cross over a little bit, but uh, don't mean to. But you know, even, even uh, in our home going, uh, someone said, they were so depressed, and I said, well, what's the deal? They said, well, you know, I just get so sad every day when I go out to, the, to Greenwood or Laureland or whatever. And uh, I said, whoa, who's out there? Well, they told me who was out there. I said, well, were they born again? I said, well, they're not out there. <laughs> they hadn't been there. They never got there. <laughs> Their earth suit got there, but they, they're not there. I mean, why spend time when they're not there? <laughs> Amen. Amen. My grandmother, who was such an influence in our life, my aunt, who loved God and loved our, my aunt taught in our Christian school when she was 82 years old, I believe, science and biology, retired three or four times, and uh, go back to work every time. It was out of country day, and then we needed a teacher here, so she came here and spent a few years and, and retired teaching in Calvary Academy in our school downtown. Uh, she, uh, that's, that's where her remains are, but that's not where Mimi is. She's with Jesus. It's not where my mother is. That's not where my father is. It's not where my brother Ralph is. It's getting a little, little, little spooky when he knocks on the door. That's not where Joy's two, young, two brothers are. Rex passed away around 28. Drunk driver hit him. And uh, he went into eternity. And then, of course, James went on to be with the Lord. I don't know. Gracious time goes by so quickly. But that's not where they are. They're not at Laureland. They're not at Greenwood. They're not. Uh, and only faith in God. You know, this is. Coronation Day. You know, heaven's not all bad. Hello. Heaven's not all bad, honey. Heaven's where Jesus is. And the biggest thing to me about heaven is uh, just can't wait to see my mansion all get off. Wherever they put, if they put you, well, anyway, but anyway, it'll be all right, but you know, the biggie about heaven to me is going to be to see the face of Jesus. Then we shall see him face to face. Tell the story. Saved by grace. Oh, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's worth coming out and being with a bunch of other folks who are going to be in the same situation. We're going to spend eternity together together. We're part of the crowd that's going to be up there. Hallelujah. <laughs> now think of all the souls this church is witness to, and we've seen people come to Jesus, and all the hippies and 
young people that God gave us the, the treasure of their hearts or we were able to introduce them to Jesus downtown here you know we've we've racked up a few souls in 56 years praise God hallelujah thank God thank God oh hallelujah but this is the victory that overcometh the world this is the victory. And that word victory means conquest, triumph, literally victory over all. On your worst day, you're a world-class overcomer. Did you know that? Three of you caught that. On your worst day, you're a world-class overcomer. On your worst day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Well, I know some Christians that aren't what they should be. I do too. I know some preachers that aren't what they I know, I know. Rascals. God, just turn them over to Jesus. He'll take care of them. But you know what? I'm going to keep on doing what God told me last. I'm going to keep on doing. I'm going to keep on walking through the door that God opened last. I'm going to keep on obeying God. Sorry for this little interruption this morning. I, the enemy just, when I was giving that very testimony about five years out, that was the area that is no cancer. Praise God. And the enemy said, well, I, I'll get the last word. That's why I had to come out here. He, he didn't get the last word this morning. This is the victory that overcometh. This is the victory. I've preached don't quit all over the world. All over the world. Don't quit until you've finished doing what God called you to do. And all God has to do is just tell me something and I, I'll do my best to listen and to obey. Church, let me just say this in the closing of your new beginning. You know, every church service can be a, should be a new beginning for you. Amen. <laughs> and you know, it, it's amazing the people you meet in church. Now I know when Big John Hall, things didn't he had he came into circumstances he couldn't control. I mean, he came to me. He said, is my ministry over? I said, no, John. You're serving God. And you're among friends. He didn't have a personal failure, but he just had some disappointments. You know what he did? He didn't quit God. I've met singers that quit serving God because something went sour in their life. Big John didn't quit serving God. That little lady kept coming in here, singing in the choir, smiling on the platform. One day, uh, after a given period of time, Big John said, who's that lady up there in the choir that smiles all the time? I said, she's one of our best singles. Praise God. Well, can you tell me more? I said, well, you're going to have to find out for yourself. 
But you know how wonderful it is to come back after preaching, see, singing, teaching, doing whatever, and have a companion that will serve God with you. What, what a blessing. Someone happy about the call of God on your life. Someone happy about your giving to the Lord and be able to come to a company of fellowship. I love that New Testament expression, they return to their own company. I know who my company is. Praise God. Thank God. And I want to encourage every one of us, Fort Worth needs a church like Calvary. I believe that with all my heart, and that, that's not a negative for any other church or any other pastor. I'm not the only pastor. This is not the only church. But we, we've hit a little something. All you, all you need is a few sour, half-backslidden folks. It can cause you a lot of misery, and that's what pastors face from time to time. I mean, you know, when you come in as a special speaker, you blow in, blow up, and blow out, you know. And we need the field ministry. Don't get me wrong there. But a pastor has to live in the stuff and clean the stuff off your boots. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, endure some real disappointments along the way. But you know what? I just decided I wasn't going to quit a few years ago. Amen. Somebody doesn't like me, I'm sorry about that, but Jesus, Jesus thinks I'm just plumb great, good, you know. <laughs> Jesus loves me. Hallelujah. And I've got some of the best ministry friends, some of the best faith friends in the whole wide world. And what a blessing. And what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. Help us build up. Help us build up. Help us build up. Well, I heard, oh, get off that. Amen. Fort Worth needs a church like this. This church has come through so many things, and God has been faithful. God has been faithful. We have the best staff together We've had other good staff, don't get me wrong, but we have the best staff together, best staff wives, precious people. Amen. And I thank God for them. And uh, I've talked longer than I wanted to, but I just made sure Satan didn't get the last word this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is the victory, 1 John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Say it with me. The best is yet to come because my faith is in God. Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The best is yet to come because my faith is in God. Hallelujah. Where's our musician? Where's our musicians? Amen. I'm so glad I'm part of the family of God. If you've been here a long time, we sure do love you. If you just got here, you got here just in time. Hallelujah. Praise God.
I'm so glad I'm part of the family of God. Are you glad you're part of the family of God? Hallelujah. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. It's with Jesus as we I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Next Sunday morning, right after the morning service, we'll have a spaghetti uh, dinner. And uh, is that? Yeah. But I tell you, it's always a great time of fellowship down in our fellowship hall there at the gym. Be here tonight, 6.30. I'll tell you, these ladies, around here tonight. It's going to explode around here. Be here at 6.30.